Kim joins here with the man with 158 jobs. You've seen him and you've heard him on pretty much every other OTS podcast. <laughs> Mr. Derek Myers. <laughs> What's going on? Hi, how are you? I'm good. A little tired, but I'm good. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm I am enjoying this sun and this beautiful weather. Like so we're in Georgia. And usually Georgia is hella hot, but now it's like hot with like a slight breeze. So I'm yeah. it. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait to go outside. I'm I'm gonna probably go outside around six o'clock so I can feel it a little bit. Yeah. Six thirty seven to be safe. Be safe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited for us to be able to debut this new show, The Venus of Mars. Yes. yes. Of course. So yes. Venus and Mars, Battle of the Sexes, is a show that we're bringing to you to basically discuss different topics, different events, where we get a male's point of view, a female's point of view, and see if we agree, disagree, or meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so it should be interesting. This is going to be interesting because I'm, I'm, I've been intrigued over the last, I think, two or three years, like highly intrigued. I've been, I was intrigued before, but more <laughs> intrigued over how women think differently than men mm-hmm. on the small things. So this is going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting. And um, can you check your toxic masculinity at the door, please? I'm going to bring my toxic masculinity right in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Derek is probably one person who's not toxic for the most part. So this should be interesting. So our first topic today um is a video that has been going viral and it's a woman oh, i want to know her name so bad but i can't find it but basically she's at a seminar or a town hall meeting something where she's teaching women how to get money from a man and so we're gonna play this clip and see what we think about it i'm excited about this one i know <laughs> hold your breath um, again, <laughs> the views of this woman does not express the views of me, <laughs> Derek, or OTS as a brand. Uh, her language is a bit explicit, but hey, sometimes you got to talk like this to get the point across. All right? All right. In the right moment, your mean ass is going to get fucked good and your bills paid. You understand what I'm saying? Being the nice girl, the nice girl. You have to be know when to be nice. So first thing to get money out of a man, you gotta know when to be nice and you gotta know when to be nasty. That's number one. That's number one. Because because you have to keep his attention span first. So you're trying to get money out of him. And there's levels, there's levels, lady. I, again, Alan hasn't doing this tutorial, you know. But here we are. There's levels. There's, what type of money are you asking for? And that's going to determine how nice you need to be and how nasty you need to be. So if you're a girl who's just asking for nail money and bill money, you you really don't have to be that nice. I'm going to get all that talking shit. I'm going to call her and talk mad shit about him. And then I'm going to answer the phone. Hello? How you doing? What time are you ready? No problem. Obedientness. That's number two. Be obedient. And I know it sounds crazy. It sounds very, but this is, we're talking about you trying to get money out of a man. We're not, this is the topic, right? Okay, cool. Be obedient. Men like women who listen. It makes him, it makes it easier for him to want to spend his money on you when you listen. The same way that you want your child to get good grades, all you got to do is get A's. And I'll buy you whatever you want. It's the same shit. Get all A's in his class. 
and, and you'll get whatever you want. Number three, how to get money out of a man. I want to put sex in this, but ladies, I want to teach y'all something. You don't even got to give it up, and you can still get the bag out of him. That comes with playing one, two, and three at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be a multitasker. You got to be a nice girl. You got to know when to put him in his place. You got to know how to spend his money. That's number four. Men like women who know how to spend their money. Okay? So let me, let me repeat that. Men like women who know how to spend their money. So there's the girl I take out to eat, and she's trying to spare me and not look like she's a gold digger and order a salad and a couple of things and not really eat. No, 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 baby. This is the spot you're supposed to splurge. I'm gonna order that, and I'm gonna order to go, and I'm gonna tell him, yo, my mom is at the crib too, and I think she might want a little, she might want, she might want a little steak too. I ain't gonna get whatever you want. My mother taught me something. How, how, you can't go home hungry and your pocket's empty. You understand what I'm saying? I remember coming into my house one night and my mother said to me, I said, I'm in her refrigerator, and she said, why are you in my refrigerator and you just came from a date with a guy? He ain't feed you? How your pussy wet and your, and your stomach empty? You understand what I'm saying? So after that, I tested the waters. I have never let a man take me home without feeding me. I don't give a fuck if I'm not hungry and I'm throwing that shit in the fucking trash. Feed me, because it's gonna tell me what's next. If I say I'm hungry, and he says, yo, I'm in a rush, I can't feed you right now. Yo, you can't, and just drops me off. He's not really that interested. But the man that, he may be in a rush and says, listen, I don't have time to drop you, take you to go and get some, to get some paper, get yourself something to eat, or whatever. Now we got Uber Eats, it's 2020. He's gonna make sure you eat and drop you off. A man that does not feed you, he can't. He doesn't even deserve your conversation. So we are number four. Now we're going to number five. Now we're going to number five. Oh, damn, I could keep going because there's so many ways, and this is without giving up the coochie. You understand what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> I just want to talk from experience. Uh, one of my ways, when I am in that mode and I'm like, I just want the money. Find common interest. Find a common ground. You may not have an auntie in Ohio. But if he's telling you that his family's from Cleveland and they play basketball and they do this, go start looking up some basketball players. Go start looking up the city. Go start looking up some landmarks, some things that you guys can have mutual conversations about. Men have to be comfortable to spend their money. Make it easy for them, ladies. Always be on your best dress, your best behavior. Men like that boss talk too. Again, it's levels to get in the bag. So, depends on what level you are. Cause a girl that's going for eight figures, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating, six figures. She's gonna have a conversation about business the entire date. Whether it's her business or his business, the entire date is about business. It's about what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go. I don't want to hear your boyfriend broke your heart. I don't want to care. I don't care about the last nigga that cheated on you. I don't care that I have the same car as, a, as somebody you used to know. I don't want to hear about that. Girls are having the wrong conversations, and that's why he's not calling you back. Or that's why you're the girl who you're wondering why he's not flying you out, and this other girl, he's flying out, and she ain't giving it up, but you already let him hit it. You got to protect your queen down there, ladies. Men like a chase. 
they are animals and I'm not calling them animals in a disrespectful way they are animals in the sense like in the jungle tigers lions and bears they are animals they feed on the chase the bear goes to the water he sits there quietly he waits for the fish that doesn't see him coming and scoops it same way men are with women the lion he sits back he behind the bushes the hyenas are running they're going crazy the hyenas is the girls who don't leave with the bag they going crazy they running around in, in, in the jungle you understand what i'm saying they not focused while it's while me i'm a tiger i am gonna sit back in the bushes real quiet watch everybody go by and i'm gonna take down the elephant you heard i'm gonna take down the, the giraffe while y'all want to play with these little i don't Okay, well, um, she called herself a tiger. Um, her hair was, like was, in fact, orange. Yeah. You know, so um, I appreciate the, the consistency. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, whew, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first as a man um, listening to a woman teaching other women how to get money from a man. See, here's the thing. I, um, I think... I get her perspective on this, but to be completely honest, I don't want a woman that only wants me for my money. I don't mm -hmm. want a woman that only respects me for how much I have. I don't want a woman that's only going to treat me well to get money from me. And then when I give it to her, treat me like shit after. I don't like, that doesn't make any sense. So you're going to speak to me in a, in a, in a nice, polite way just so you can get money from me or the amount now, like she said right if it's just for nails or something like that you don't have to speak so nice that's no i'm sorry no no that that here my here's my thing i don't i don't like games i don't mm -hmm. i don't like i don't like um having to do certain things only because of a certain uh, objective um like just treat people the right way that's that's it like i also i'm not in i'm not in that space where where i'm just dating random women I'm not mm -hmm. doing that 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 so this to me is more along the lines of 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 when a woman and a man both don't want actual commitment they just want mm -hmm. companionship that that might be more along the lines of what she's discussing. Um, some of the things that she said was, made made sense. Um, she made up a whole new word: obedientness. Obedientness. Yes. Yeah. That. Good. Good job. Um, <laughs> Adding it to my list of new words. All right. Uh, I don't. I don't. See this this idea that women have to be obedient to men is or submissive to men is something that I hate. It's mm -hmm. to each other. It is both to each other, submit submitting to the other one. Um, especially when you know when this one is able to lead in this uh situation, cool, mm -hmm. I back up, you you take over. That's that's it's more of a partnership. I also don't like the idea of a, of a woman only uh, like 
I have to provide everything for her. I like you should be able to go get it for yourself. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, that, that's, that's, that's like having a child. What, what she described is like, like being a child. She came on and she said, it's like your child. You get straight A's, you act good, I give you a reward. It's the same yeah. thing. She's literally said that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good on that. Like, it doesn't make sense that, that I have to basically give you an allowance. Why, why, why? Why why is it that an adult can't just go get it on their own? So you want you want to be you you just want to be someone that's just being catered to. Nah, bruh. Nah, not in a relationship. Sorry. <laughs> I think I had to watch it a few times because when when you watch it the first time, you're listening with ears as it applies to you and how you act inside of a relationship or when you're dating. I'm not somebody who's ever been good at <laughs> finessing a guy or even being comfortable asking for things. Cause I'm somebody like, I don't like asking anybody for help, right. Money, right. anything. So um, off top, I'm like, I can't agree with any of this, but like you said, I think that she's definitely speaking to a certain type of man, a certain type of woman where both of y'all are really in here playing games. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's really what it is. And I think that, from a woman, from a single woman's perspective, out here dating, we know that a lot of guys really only want one thing, and that's to get get the coochie, as she said. So if your game is to act a certain way and to tell me the things you think that I want to hear, and you're putting on a facade and putting on a role so that you get what what you want, well, shit, I'm gonna come in into this game prepared as well. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to get something from me, my something would be the money. So I get it from that point of view. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 with this being said like that, okay, that makes sense. Cool. But for me, if I'm if I'm thinking about this from my perspective, this is the type of woman that I'm running away from. Of course. And I think to men and women know who they can play that game with you know what i'm saying and i think a lot of times we know that person's playing that game but we'll act as if we don't because we're both out to get something so i think Mm -hmm. you know with her speaking about the about the obedienceness and all that shit like i'm sure the guy that she's rocking with knows that she's that she's doing it because she wants something. And if we're both doing what we have to do to make the other person happy to get what we want, then that's what it is. For sure. Now, one thing that she spoke about was, um, what is it? Uh, when she was talking about women are having the wrong conversations. I can agree with that actually. And not so much for trying to get money from somebody, but just in general, like, why are we on a date discussing my ex? Or why are we on a date discussing how this other guy hurt hurt me? Like, we're on a date to try to get to know each other, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so that's that me. I, I understand it. But are we talking about, like, the first date? Or are we talking about, like, dates end? Because I think that certain topics like that could come up during the during like like say for example you're out and then something reminds you of something and you react a certain mm-hmm. way and mm-hmm. and he asks why do you act like that 
oh, because mm-hmm. such, such, such. That, that to me would make more sense of, of happening on a, on a date when you, you guys have been around each other for a little while. A little while. I, mm-hmm. but that's a part of also getting to know someone. Like you have to know their past. So the idea that I don't want to know this, that, and the other about you, like that's to me that's that's false. Now I will say I like I'm not interested. I can, honestly can't say that any relationship that I've been in, um, I've known a great deal about their exes. Mm-hmm. I've known about things that has taken place in the past, but I don't know. I don't even think I know. I, I okay. So one of my one of my exes, I did know a couple of guys that she had uh, dated because we were all going to the same church. Mm-hmm. So go figure. Uh, so yeah. So everybody yeah. knows everybody's. Business. Everyone and knows everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then too, like I think, like what game are we playing here? Because I think from the way that she's talking, like this is just somebody that I go on serial dates with this isn't somebody i'm really inside of a relationship with we are just going out on dates and i'm trying to get a a bag or i'm trying to get my nails done or i'm trying to get my bills paid and the date is just a way to pacify you so that i can get that right 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 now what you're talking about you know knowing a person's past that's if you're really trying to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. and things eventually come up or if y'all start off as friends first and as friends, of course, you have different conversations. There's, yes. dif- there's a different vul- vulnerability level. So, of course, you're going to know a little bit more about that person before y'all actually get into, now I want to be your boyfriend or girlfriend, or now I want us to take it to the next step. Right, right. That's a great point. I I, um, I don't know. I, I, like, I think that this is one of those things where you have to really add context to a lot of the stuff that she's saying. Mm-hmm. Um. But like for you though, have you ever been in a situation similar to any of what she described? No, I mean, not on purpose. Like, again, I'm not, I think playing that game, you have to have a certain level of confidence and finesse to Mm -hmm. be able to do that. And I think I've just never really had it, (laughs) at, at, at least not on purpose. My finesse usually comes with the fact that like, we're cool and I get comfortable and we're friends and I'm a friendly person. So you think that's flirting and now you think like I'm trying to do something and I'm not. Mm -hmm. So I've been in that situation. I've been in a situation where um, I had a guy who would take me and my friends, my two best friends, we would go to like a comedy club every Thursday. He would buy us a bottle and like buy us food and then like that that was it and then as soon as it turned into him trying to actually do something i was like yeah i'm done here you know what i'm saying like i walk away i i can't continue the finesse once it becomes real like that yeah no that makes sense i i've been i've been i've been finessed tell me the story how how are you finessed well i so i i i I told you about this recently about uh dating uh someone that had a had a kid she and I only dated for a few months, but you know, I was actually, I I've known her for most of my life. So it wasn't like it was just a brand new person. She and I had been around each other tons of times. We knew each other before we even started dating. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. uh, someone unfamiliar, but when we started dating, it was one of those things where um, 
like for okay so i live in mcdonough and mm-hmm. and she lives in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. yes yeah, god's backyard um <laughs> <laughs> she lives i think in marietta smyrna area she may have moved so i don't know but that way when we were dating she was in marietta so for me that's a 40 45 minute drive mm-hmm. um i would go up there pretty much every weekend to to just chill out for most of the day like we might go out on a date or whatever uh, i remember taking her out to some sushi spot in atlanta um i forgot the name of it, it starts with an r maybe like Roz or something like that right mm-hmm. right okay yeah so i we we went there expensive food like i think yeah. i spent like maybe like 60 to 80 dollars on sushi and we walked out i wasn't even full um we got <laughs> yeah. drinks and, and i'm sitting there I'm like okay you know but cool like every single time i thought it was going to it was i'm thinking the 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 dates and and you know spending time together was like an investment on both of our uh parts mm-hmm. little did i realize until i look back on it she was getting me to, you know, I went and bought groceries. I, I, I went, picked her son up from school multiple times after I went, after My I worked, yeah. um, picked her son up from school and picked her up from work when her car was, was down. Um, oh no, it got repossessed. I'm sorry. Um, it's tea. I, <laughs> I went and did all of that, picked them up and then took them home, even bought them dinner a couple of times. Uh, uh, um, helped her move into a different apartment, like all this stuff. I had I had done all this stuff over the course of like three or four months, and you know, even bought her kid Christmas gifts and all this stuff. Come to find out, she's married <laughs> legally. Legally <laughs> married. Yeah. I like. And 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 when we when we parted ways, it wasn't there wasn't even an apology. It was just, you know, like so. I'm uh, like God, man. I, dating and the thing is about so it is scary. I didn't do any. Yeah. So she must have been listening to um Shorty. Uh, probably. She must have been she, following she probably her, was. Um, yeah, because I not even I didn't even I was like I was like what the, what is all of this man that doesn't make any sense <laughs> what was this even for yeah but it's 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 messed up because with dating like I think women even if they don't follow the six rules like guys know when you're really just there to feed her because she's hungry and she needs a dinner you know what I'm saying because yeah. because because we do that we do do that and I've been guilty of that before like. Um, oh, I need a ride to work. So, hey, guy that I know likes me, like, <laughs> and then it turns into, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we're all guilty of it. I just think there's different levels, like she said. And when you have somebody like you who like, okay, so now you're buying groceries and you're buying multiple dinners and you're not really, you're not really getting anything from it, then it becomes the issue, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Once I, re- when I, once I saw the pattern i was thinking you know it was just things going slow but once i saw nothing was happening nothing was happening nothing was happening i'm like all right you know what she's just using you to kind of get along right now yeah yeah i'm good so you know have you ever paid paid on bills before you ever paid anybody's bill like rent a phone bill a hospital bill 
credit card. Phone bill. Okay. Phone I think phone bill. bills are like. Yeah, I paid a phone bill for for um one person. We weren't even in a relationship. It was just we were dating, and I thought that's what we were working toward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I paid her bill because I'm like she 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 had a kid. She um she didn't. I think she was like living. I don't even know where she was living anymore. Um, somewhere closer to Marietta. Um, mm-hmm. I'm now the pattern is starting to, you know, maybe I mm-hmm. keep that in mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she, uh, she was living out somewhere over there and she didn't have a car, but then she was, uh, she, I don't even think she had a job and she needed money for her phone, phone bill or something like that. I think she was like with T-Mobile or someone like that. It was like, it wasn't expensive, like 40 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Pay the bill, and then all of a sudden, I hear she that went, that is the I'm going price of a piece of pussy now forty dollars. So, you know. wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> the going price for a piece of pussy is forty dollars. Look, if women are giving enough for forty bucks, that is, you guys need to know how to manage yourself well. That is horrible <laughs> management. <laughs> Forty dollars, Jesus Christ! At least round up to a hundred. My God, (laughs) (laughs) forty bucks—that's gas, man. Um, (laughs) But yeah, once once I paid the bill, then we just—that was pretty much it. So you know, I, 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 and that was like twenty twenty one. You know, like I'm saying, when I was twenty or twenty one. Not the year. I was just saying, damn, yeah. you was in the future. No. <laughs> okay, cool, got it. <laughs> no, when I was like twenty, yeah, I was, I was like twenty or twenty-one, and you know, you know, I like making dumb mistakes and 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 mm-hmm. not really picking up on things because I didn't actually, for full disclosure, I didn't start dating until I didn't go my first date till I was twenty. Yeah. So, yeah. so you were uh, still learning. Yeah, still learning. Um, I was homeschooled, so I was mad sheltered. So. Yeah, the idea of going out there and doing something like that—it wasn't really even possible at that point. But yeah, I got to co- get to college, and then finesse after finesse. I'm like, my God, this is what women are on. Like, <laughs> this dating world is no fun. Um, do you? What do you think is worse, like a woman, um, like taking up your time and getting money from you? Um, and like that's her gain or somebody who is emotionally taxing like there are some women who will go through the motions with the guy know that the guy really really likes her but she's really just doing that to try to get over an ex or just kind of wasting time until her ex comes back Ooh. I don't know it depends on the amount of time I think for both situations because to me, you know, when when you're when you're spending time with someone and you can't get that time back, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's that's in, that you can't put a value on that. But when you're talking about doing that and spending money at the same time, is that costs you a little more. So I might have to go with the first option. I might. The money one. Yeah, okay. because the rebound the rebound is just something that can only be like maybe like a few weeks it, it, but the first one first option that could be several months maybe even a year 
and that's a long period of time that that you just can't get back and the money you can't get back like oh yeah. you know what i completely forgot about this i did pay for something i the the the, the um lady that i was telling about that that um that finessed me with, you know during the sushi and all that i actually i actually uh helped her to get the apartment she needed a deposit the 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 father wasn't you know helping and she was about to get evicted or something like that so i didn't i didn't want to see that because you know she has a kid so i'm like oh man i can't oh she tugged at the heartstrings yeah she did so oh she she was really good she was (laughs) she was good And I'm, and she, you know, I'm thinking I'm gonna get this money back and everything like that. She, you know, she promised I'd give it, you know. But you know, live and learn, live and learn. That was that was, you know, yeah. Um, something that she spoke about, I believe number one, she said to know when to be nice and when to be mean. I feel like we talked about this on what I think about this week to where some guys like the feistiness or 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 want want to see a mean girl do you ever like that like oh like I don't want to see you being nice and quiet all the time like I want to see you go off like I want to see the feisty not on purpose (laughs) why would I purpose listen this is this is what I don't this is what I don't understand maybe it's because I'm now I'm 30 I'm you know getting older I'm starting to feel a different way about situations um I don't understand why anyone would want to make a woman be feisty like women in general are a handful why would i purposefully do something to make you pissed off and now i gotta deal with that headache nah man (laughs) nah my dad man my dad's like that my dad is like still he 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 acts like a kid he's just like a kid at heart like he Mm -hmm. he's super 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 playful he likes to nitpick Mm -hmm. um and he does that with my mom knowing that she'll get upset and then he doesn't realize which i don't know how he doesn't know it by now my mom goes from zero to 100 real quick so where he's expecting to only get a little bit of bite back she like barks and she bites and it goes off yeah (laughs) so i think it depends on the person because some guys do like to like try to get a rise out of see something like that where you're where you like to joke around that's that to me that's different like I like to joke around. So, you know, there might be things that I, I do that could incidentally piss you off. Mm-hmm. And I miscalculate how you're going to react. <laughs> miscalculate it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that to me, that to me is a, a total different thing. I, like, I'm just talking about strictly like doing something to like just push buttons. Mm-hmm. I'm, I wouldn't push buttons on purpose because that's, that's a headache. I don't purposely purposefully want to give myself a headache <laughs> so like you know what i'm saying like it's just one of those things where it's just like nah um um I, i'll i'll be good but when you're joking around yeah yeah that yeah, that could that could backfire a lot i could yeah, i could definitely yeah. see that yeah for sure. that. i don't know so i think for this particular like her her six points 
I know that these aren't six things that I could follow just because I don't like I'm I, I don't have time for games. I'm not good at that said game. Like if anything yep. that I've gotten from a guy is because you did it. I didn't have to do anything for it. <laughs> I'm not playing a game. It just yeah. happened. Yeah. But I'm not mad at like, bro, like the same way. I'm going to say respect for lack of a better word, the same way that I can respect the girl who has her own hustle and has her own grind and like is getting it herself. Like I can low key respect the girl that is able to like get her rent paid from a guy without doing anything. Like, like that takes Mm -hmm. skill as well because I fucking can't do it. (laughs) So, I mean, if you can do it, that's amazing. I mean, I, I can see that. I can see that. I just, um, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess I don't have a real problem with it because there are guys that do certain things to get certain things from women. So I guess it's like, it's just like, you know, keep that same energy, keep that same energy. So I'm not, I'm not upset about it. My only thing is that's not the type of woman that every man wants. She's speaking in general terms. She's saying mm. men do yeah. this or men like this, men like that. That's not true. That I can I can wholeheartedly say that's not true because that's not all men. And not all women are like this. You know, that mm-hmm. like that's that's what I was saying earlier. Like this is a specific situation. Yeah. Because this mm-hmm. is not something that everyone likes to participate in. Like right. my thing is don't take the power of choice away from someone. If if I if I like the game, I, yeah, I'm gonna find someone that knows how to play. Like, be my player too. I, I like let's play. I'm good. <laughs> I like Bitch, that. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I like that, but I'm not that type of person. So for me, this is this is the wrong advice for a a, a person like me. Any guy that's like me, this is a hor- This is horrible. This is this is a way to not get something. I don't want someone to only be with me because of something that I can provide for them. Mm-hmm. I've been in that situation. I don't, I don't, I, I can't put myself in that situation again. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I understand where she's coming from. I can respect the hustle, but that's only because it's a, a, a hustle that is required for a certain type of person. Yeah, That's this it. definitely speaks to a certain type of guy, a certain type of girl. And then I think the same way that you at 20 or 21 were like just like filling it out and really didn't know what dating was and couldn't see see the signs, like girls are going to do that too. Like, okay, so this is the type of guy that I can play this with. Mm-hmm. That's the type of guy where that shit is just not going to fly. So yeah, I think it's just a, assessing the situation on both ends and knowing who you can and cannot play that game with yeah this is the great way to 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 (laughs) get hung up on left on red phone block phone number block this is a good way for me to do all that don't 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 do that (laughs) and what i would like to say is um we spoke about keeping that same energy this applies it's, it's just so funny how like guys could do something for so long and then as soon as girls get hip to it and they start doing the same thing like oh this is terrible and like women shouldn't act like that whether it be you're doing what you need to do and playing a game to get sex or me doing what I need to do to get money 
or how we've, we've been talking about WAP for the past two weeks, but the same yeah. thing, the fact that guys have spoken in super explicit, degrading and raw ways about women sexually for mm-hmm. so long. And now that women are like, okay, well, well, I'm gonna do it too. And I'm gonna talk about it myself. Now niggas like, oh, like, this is a yeah. bad example. You shouldn't act yeah. like this. Sir, you've been doing it this whole time. See, my whole thing with that is I don't understand why people are looking at rappers to be mm-hmm. the model citizen. Like, for this is how, this is who you should look up to. Not every, I don't care who it is you're talking about. Not every entertainer is to be looked at as a role model. They're an entertainer. Like that's why I don't understand how we can apply that context for, for, for men and not for women. I, like, mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't, Charles Barkley said when he was playing basketball, don't look at me as a role model. Please don't. I'm not, I'm not your role model. Like you're supposed to be, if you have a problem with WAP, which I don't, but if you have a problem with WAP, then you you shouldn't be you shouldn't have your kids listening to whatever or be okay with your kids listening to whatever like that's mm. when you monitor you try and monitor that as much as possible now we're living in a digital age it's very hard to to set those restrictions but you do that as much as possible and if they but, but you remember when we were kids if we wanted to go listen to something or watch something we did it we found a way to be able to go do it right period I, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that's still happening. That's yeah. still you know that that's. I think that you- it's not so much the restrictions anymore as it is just putting more emphasis of being a present parent. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because hey, yeah, like you said, um, back when we were kids, it was harder to get it, but we still found a way to get it. And once we did get it, in the back of my mind, even after watching certain things, hearing certain things, seeing certain things, I'm still hearing my dad in the back of my head, like, you better not fucking let me catch you doing any of this. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's really the same thing. And um, I'm not somebody who feels like we should super shelter our children because right. I think that my dad was one parent that I think found a really good balance of keeping it real, like letting me know what the real world was and like Mm -hmm. still having some kind of boundaries and discipline, but it was sheltered in the sense of like, I couldn't date. I didn't go out to parties. I didn't do the teen club thing. I couldn't do lock-ins, could hardly do like a slumber party. So when I went to college for the first time, I was like, oh, this is freedom. And I wowed out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So again, I just think that it's not about trying to keep your kids away from it. Of course, don't introduce kids to sexual things or things that are above their time or beyond their time, but still kind of set morals and discipline and you know, all that good stuff so that even if they do see it, mm-hmm. they don't feel influenced to now reenact it. Well, see, and that's the thing too. Like if you have, if you taught your kids well, you should be confident that they would make the right decisions in those situations. You know what I'm saying? Like it shouldn't be that you want to sit here and supervise them and be a helicopter parent mm-hmm. all the time. Like it should be that I, I, I taught you well um, and, and if you find yourself in this situation, 
you know, I expect you to make the right decision. And my, if they don't, that's that's just a lesson to be learned. That's the thing too. So so two things. The 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 one thing my parents like to pull out is oh, like it's not so much you I am worried about, it is other people around mm-hmm. you because I can't trust what they'll do or how they'll act. Heard that. And then um yeah. And then two <laughs> I would do things because that's what I wanted to do. And my parents would somehow try to make it about them. Like, oh, I feel like you're doing this to um, get back at me. Or I feel like I didn't do this right. Ma'am, sir, like y'all did everything right. But like your kids have to be their own person and they're going to fall and they're going to make mistakes. And that is in no way, shape or form a reflection of how well you did as a parent. They just have to go through their own thing. Exactly. Exactly. We we all have our own journey. Yes. You know, and and you know, we I'm pretty sure every parent would like to be able to protect their child from danger. Um, but that's not always the case. You can't always be there. So mm-hmm. like you have to just trust and know that what you taught them, they they're gonna make the right decisions and you know, whether that's about the people that they have around them or the situations they put themselves in or whatever, or maybe just find themselves in, you know, whatever the case might be, you know, just know that you did the right thing. Like, you know, I haven't had that conversation with my parents. Like that was, oh man. <laughs> what, what conversation? The um, birds uh, and the bees conversation? Oh, that, no, that conversation was beyond awkward. That made no sense. Um, I didn't really have an official birds and bees conversation. It was more like it just kind of came up random. I was like, oh, like that's weird. I don't want to talk about it. But like we yeah. still talked about it. <laughs> yeah. See, my parents didn't explain it the the best way. Mm-hmm. So even coming from that conversation, I didn't know what sex was. I still like just had my own imagining because I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That I think that's one thing that when you grow up in that environment that a lot of stuff is not actually like explained the right way. Mm-hmm. And there's so much expectations that are put on you uh, growing up in that environment that it's almost impossible to, to even have some slight margin of ability to have just a little bit of error. It's, it's, it's almost like action. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't understand. I honestly, and I don't. I have no shame in saying this. I honestly had no real idea of what sex was until I got to college. Mm-hmm. I had no true understanding of the concept because of the fact that my parents did not speak openly about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know of a lot of stuff until I got to college and I was able to sort through it that way, Um, Mm -hmm. which wasn't the best way, but that was, that was my way. That was my path, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think, I I think that I was sexually curious early. Like, like I knew what sex was. I knew Mm -hmm. all that good stuff, like very early but I didn't act on it until way after a lot of my peers. So I was kind of late to the party as well. Um, 
And I think that the scare tactic for me wasn't so much like, oh, you'll uh, you'll catch AIDS and die. The scare tactic was my dad, like, if I catch a boy, I am whooping his ass. So I was more so yeah. scared for the other person, not wanting it to become yeah. like a thing. But um, I think my parents were more so like, once I hit like 18, 19, like, I can't stop you from doing anything, but just be smart, like, be careful protect yourself and my dad was like you know if you do get pregnant I don't want you to get a abortion so like we talked about it mm -hmm. but it was still it was said that I don't want you doing it if I catch you doing it it's going to be some problems but if you so happen to do it and sneak and do it just be smart about it yeah see like I I, I didn't okay so I didn't know the the proper I didn't know the anatomical everything. Like I didn't know all of the all of that. I knew the concept, like the basic concept, but I didn't know like everything that went into it. Mm -hmm. So like I was I was of course I was curious, like you know, going through puberty and everything like that. I was curious about things, but I didn't have I didn't even have the environment to even act on the curiosity in any way, shape, or form nor did you have anything to spark it like me knowing yeah. about it was like i was at the bus stop one day because i went to public school i was oh. at the bus stop one day and there was like a porno mag just 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 out there so we were at able the to at the see bus that stop. At, at the weird right <laughs> and like there 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 was like an article in there where this girl was talking about how this is explicit but the girl was talking about how she shaved her cootie cat for the first time and what it was like and so like I I was reading it I was seeing pictures in middle school we had a friend where she would like play her stepdad's pornos and there would be like 10 kids just kind of watching it so like it was I definitely knew about it I knew what it looked like I knew what to expect kind of yeah. not really because I think pornos are a bad way to be introduced to sex because yeah. that's not real life yeah but um yeah, so like you said, you didn't even have the environment or anything to really teach you, I guess, because yeah. you were in a more sheltered type of environment. Yeah, it was very weird. It was very weird. And then, you know, going from being homeschooled to college is, that's, that's, that's a shock in and of itself. Because yes, it is. It's just, <laughs> you know, I'm used to it. balls everywhere. I went, my first school was actually a Christian college, Atlanta Christian College, ACC. Oh, I know, y'all was lit. There were more pregnancies in that school than yep. any other school I had been, I had gone to. Because so I went I went to uh, three other colleges. Um, and not, like, I had never known anything like that before. Never seen it. Like, that. I went to West Georgia as well. That was more tame. And they had they had a, a bigger campus, frats, sororities, all that. Actually, when I first got there, the, that first weekend they had a, a lingerie party. Um, but there were. I, I knew you were like, "What?" Is I, yeah, I didn't. I'm like, "Wow, is this Babylon? What, <laughs> what, what is happening here?" <laughs> so you know, it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I was intrigued as to how everybody at that school was popping up pregnant because I didn't stay on campus on at the at, at ACC um 
but everyone was popping up pregnant I, and that was a small campus yo because at the other school the kids had gotten everything out of their system kind of early like i had friends that was having sex like 14 13 15 you know what i'm saying so like they 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 been knew what was up so when they got to college it wasn't like a shot like that's my one i don't want my daughter to go into any situation and do something off the strength of like a shock of value or like just curiosity and end up doing something silly yeah <laughs> it's it's much better to to prepare ahead of time mm-hmm. than it is to to shield and then when they get into that situation now they don't know what the hell to expect mm-hmm. you know i i didn't i didn't lose my virginity until i was 25 oh Bless you, sir. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was, I, I, I was, that, I felt it was better for me to, to, to wait until then than to wait, you know, not then to just rush it. Cause I, you know, um, but also, I'm, I'm also a germaphobe. So the idea of just <laughs> sleeping with someone random just wasn't, yeah. you know, wasn't my thing. So yeah, my, my first, that was my first relationship, but that was my my that was probably the first serious relationship that I had. That mm-hmm. it was like okay, cool, and you know, you know that was it was an experience. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the second thing I want to talk about today is this mixtape cover you dropped on on Instagram yesterday. Now I'm joking, and I can joke with you about it because we're friends. Yeah. But the post itself was actually, um, I want to say powerful, for lack of a better word, because in the caption, you were very honest and vulnerable about where you were during that picture as far as mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And um, something that we've been really tackling a lot is the toxic mass, the toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and um, trying to tell men, especially Black men, that you know, we want to create a safe space for you to open up and, and for you to be vulnerable and to kind of tear down the stereotypes of what a man should be or what a man should act like or how they should react in these situations. Yeah. And um, so I just kind of want to discuss that a little bit. Like, did you ever feel like it was okay or did you feel like you were in a safe space to open up emotionally about things or did you just get to that point when you posted the picture? I just got to that point where I was okay with even crying two years ago. I Like, I grew up in the church, but, you know, in the Black community, the idea of, of expressing yourself and being open, is, open, honest, and vulnerable to people is not encouraged. Mm-hmm. I mean maybe today it is but growing up it wasn't that's not that's not what i was i what i saw mm-hmm. i've i think in 30 years i've seen my dad cry maybe four or five times and two of those times was when he was close to death mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it was yeah. it's, it's like i i i it just wasn't something that I saw. So in my mind, I can't let people see me cry. I can't let people see me break down. I can't be mm-hmm. open and honest. Like, of course, it was like a couple of friends that that knew what I was going through, 
Um, mm-hmm. But no one in that time, not even my, my family, knew the entire story. Um, there's still a lot of stuff that I'm pretty sure I haven't even told them um, that I was experiencing through that time. But to be completely honest, the only I could only open up to women. Like I, I've, I've never, can't say never, but because my friend, my, my friend that I, I talked about in that post, um, uh, Tim, he was probably one of the only guys that I could open up to because he and I worked together. So we'd be, mm-hmm. we'd be standing around for eight hours. We were doing security at Chick Fil A's corporate office. We'd be standing around mm-hmm. most of the day. We're talking, so you know. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, I was able to actually open up and be honest about some stuff with him, but I, I can't say that I've ever been, uh, probably before two years ago, I can't say that I was ever actually fully open and honest about a lot of stuff that I was going through because mm-hmm. my, my whole thing was just keep my head down, focus on what I need to focus on and, and push through, not, not. Mm-hmm. I felt like expressing what I was going through was a distraction. I also felt, I also don't like attention. So it's, it's already hard for me. Like on my birthday, when people are singing happy birthday is, it's very awkward for me. Like, I don't, I'm like saying, I don't know what to do with my hands. I like, I, I'm, uh, like <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, that in and of itself, just like being someone that doesn't crave attention, like, when I'm going through something, I try not to talk about it because it's like, I don't want the attention. Now, there are times where I think over the last two years, I've done a little bit better with that. Um, reached out to talk to people um, and and it's helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that that I need to go to therapy. I need to see a therapist for real because there's a lot of stuff I, have, I still haven't dealt with. Um, Normalized therapies for sure. Yeah, yeah, and, but but that's something that uh, I'm able to at least be honest about, and I know that about myself. That that's one of those things that I need to I need to do. So um, yeah, I, I I think that I think part of it is the fact that we, like I said earlier, we don't have, we didn't have that uh, understanding of what being vulnerable was because mm-hmm. all we've ever known for generations is just lock it in. Yep. And I've exploded on people because I was, I was locking what I was, what I was feeling in. So because I don't want to do that anymore, uh, I've, I've, I've been able to vent and, and allow myself to, to be okay with it. Um, but yeah, there's still a lot of work to do. There's <laughs> a lot yeah. of work. I can appreciate you saying, um, you not expressing your feelings or whatever at the time was more of a distraction because most men would say it was a sign of weakness. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. or, or it was a sign of being soft. You were more like, no, I got a job to do. And me focusing on the emotions is a distraction. It doesn't make, make it okay. I just think yeah. that that was interesting that that was your word of choice. And I think um, as women, we have to take responsibility in this too, because, you know, we're so quick to be like, oh, um, he's, he's toxic. But a lot of the same things that men grew up with and 
like we witnessed as well. Like I grew up in a house with, with a guy or with a man who he was raised with a certain idea of what a man was, which is we are tough. We don't cry. We don't show emotion. You know, we are just here to provide and me crying or breaking down and even addressing a emotion is weak. Right. So like we've seen that. So it becomes normalized. So when we meet a nice guy who is in tune with his emotions, like, Oh, like he's gay. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or you don't want to talk to that kind of guy because, because he's too nice. Yeah. That, that I don't understand. I like, it's weird. I, cause I mean, I've been asked uh, a couple of times by different women uh, if, if I was gay and mm-hmm. you know, I didn't take offense because honestly, one, I want to know like why you think that. <laughs> why why, would why, you why like yeah but two i'm secure in who i am to mm-hmm. not find that as like oh that's like horrible you shouldn't like I, no i just you know i've been asked that because i've been uh vulnerable i've been asked that because i even when i was a teenager i didn't have a girlfriend you know different mm-hmm. different reasons but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a straight guy, just quiet, you know. <laughs> but see, quiet. this is where, you know, entertainers, we say they shouldn't be role models, but like low key, what we see on TV, music, et cetera, kind of paints the picture of what we think an adult looks like. Yeah. So like, I think or even a relationship or, or, or a relationship, we don't take into account a person's environment or how they were raised either. So like yes. in your situation, okay, I'm homeschooled. I grew up in the church. I'm not going to be out here wilding and have having a whole bunch of girlfriends the same way other people do. And because that's not the norm to some people, that made them question whether or not you're gay. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, I, I went to church. I was probably at the church maybe four or five days out of the week. Right. Most of the time. So where's the time to do anything? Mm-hmm. you don't have the time you're too tired to sin <laughs> you're too <laughs> like, tired to be curious it. like <laughs> it's like what, what's there to do there's nothing to do so you know by the time I got out of that space though yeah it was I I, I wanted to find out what was what for me you know mm-hmm. and, and and I don't think that that um see even being in that environment is is is, is very uh, it can be damaging because you're expected to listen to this person on their experience alone mm-hmm. and and only understand certain lessons from how they taught it and that's it that's it you don't you don't get to question it you don't get to to wonder or, or none of that they said it as gospel and i i fought against that i'm honestly i'm a rebel like I, I I'm I'm fully okay with saying that. Like I rebel against a lot of things, and and most of the time when you tell me I can't do something, I'm gonna go do it. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things that that you know once I got out of that environment, I'm like, okay, now I I see this this okay maybe this is not for me. But this, yeah, I, I I enjoy I enjoy drinking beer. I enjoy I enjoy drinking wine. I enjoy 
listening. Yeah, I love those. I, you know, <laughs> I I I enjoy listening to various genres of music or you know right. whatever. But it was such a strict environment that I didn't even get to uh, experience a lot of things like that at that time. So when I got when I got into my twenties, like yeah. <laughs> we just gonna try all of it is i'm just gonna see what's what like yeah man, that's just it you know um but yeah yeah i think uh that 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 did teach me uh, uh one thing with with um about myself is that i just need to be i need to be honest uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and being honest about different things that i'm going through uh has allowed me in the last two years to not feel that pressure that I was putting on myself, like to be perfect, or I need to, uh, growing up in the church, I'm thinking I had to be married by, by the time I was 24, 25, thinking I had to have kids by the time I was 28, you know? Mm-hmm. So now that I'm 30 years old and I don't have either one of those things, a, a wife or kids, I'm okay with that. Like if, if I never get married, I'm okay with it. If I don't OCS have to... is like your baby slash wife. So we already yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> it commands a lot of time. So yeah. I, I don't um I'm I, I don't even know that I want to have kids anymore. Not that I wouldn't be okay with having kids, but you know, the the time that you have to spend when, when you have a kid, um um the time that you're allowed to have for your own stuff or your business or whatever, it, it's dwindled. And I'm not in that space to allot that time to kids. That's probably another topic for another day. Cause like me, I am married and I do have a kid and I am trying to build my own brand career outside of that. And it can be overwhelming because like you said, like once you become those two things, there's this expectation that your priority, which it is, but your priority and your main focus should be the family. It should be your kid. It should be your marriage, especially as a woman where, you know, it's like you're almost told you have to choose, like either choose to have a family and raise kids and, and, and take care of the house or choose your career. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And trying to balance both, it can be a lot. Yeah. So I understand and, from that standpoint. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be a father that's absent. I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, get married and, and, you know, not devote that time to, to the relationship. I, but right now, like, I don't know when I, I, I can see that for myself like, because honestly, I'm not focused on that. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I I'm okay with just working on my business, building building it up. Um, you know, uh, us adding on to the team, and you know, like that. That's my priority. To be mm-hmm. completely honest, that is my priority. So I'm not looking to be in that space right now. A few years down the road, we'll see. I'm, but it's not I a rush. You. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm just not rushing that. But I it took all of the stuff that I went through to be able to to be open and honest about that. Like 
I really don't want that right now. I'm cool on it. <laughs> like that was the expectation for from people that I was at the church with that mm-hmm. that you have to have this that and the other. You have to, every every wedding I went to, oh you're next. Every every baby dedication. Oh. What do you want me? Yeah. <laughs> every time I go to a wedding, they would uh, they would the 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 groom would toss the was that the garter. The um, mm-hmm. Yeah, every time they would toss it, I stand there, but my hands were together. Hands, hands and pockets yeah. behind yeah. your back. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think that thing came close to me, and the closest they got to me was like maybe like six feet away. Is I've never, it's never been landed in my general area, so I'm, I'm you know, pretty thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> Question. So you spoke on, you said um, you're most comfortable opening up or or as of until now, you've been mm-hmm. most comfortable opening up to women. Has there ever been a situation where you was like, okay, like I trust this person enough to go ahead and open up and they did not respond in a way that, that you was, or, or they responded in a way that you was like, you know what, I shouldn't have even said anything. Um, it's happened a couple of times. It's happened a couple of times, um, and that's both men and women that I've opened mm-hmm. up to. Um, mm-hmm. I would say early on, I thought it was okay to just pretty much open up to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I quickly realized it's not, that's, not the, that's not the best idea. In fact, my, my last relationship ended because I listened to advice from people that were in horrible marriages and I didn't put that together back then but you know they were they were they were giving me advice and you know telling me you know oh she's cheating on you because she she was uh she she went to go to Texas to um train to be a flight attendant so she was gone for like two months or something like that and um uh before she left I told her you know just I know you got you have a busy schedule just text me in the morning text me at night just let me know you're good I I like that's that's all and we didn't have we didn't have uh that much communication during that period it was like I think we only talked on the phone like twice and it was because I was like I didn't realize I was uh, battling insecurities you know I was insecure about the fact that she's over there and I didn't know what was going on. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. she's cheating on me and everything like that. And, you know, my, my friends were telling me she's cheating. She's cheating. And it, it, your own people, man. It, and it's because they were in bad relationships, but they were in bad marriages, you know? And mm-hmm. I, 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 I took their advice and I, I ran with it. So by the time she came back, like I, I dropped her off. You had it already made up inside it of your mind. In my mind. Two yeah. months, two months. So I had the opportunity to just be be comfortable with the thought that she was doing her own thing. And okay, we're done. Mm-hmm. You know. So I got her from the airport and drove her because she lived in Athens. So I drove her halfway to meet with her parents so they could pick her up and take her back. And the entire time I'm berating her, like I, I didn't allow her any opportunity to express anything or, or be uh, open and honest to tell me what was going on. 
And what was what pissed me off too at that point was I had bought an engagement ring, thinking that was going to help, you know, everything. And the only thing it helped was my credit score. So thanks, <laughs> ring. <laughs> yeah. So you know, but I I if I um had listened to her instead of being being so insecure and and not understanding what she was going through had i had i done that back then you know i wouldn't have gone off i would have probably understand understood where she was coming from um she actually she was having a panic attack so mm -hmm. you know she she didn't talk to her parents she didn't talk to her, her sisters and brothers she, she she didn't talk to anyone she just yeah locked in and and went and i understand that now going through uh panic attacks myself or anxiety attacks like i i've i understand like you need to be able to focus what you're focused yeah. and right. so you know back then i wouldn't i didn't have the ability to understand i didn't have the uh wherewithal to even try to understand any of those things so a lot of the stuff that i i went through in that five-year period uh, between 2013 and 18 a lot of stuff that I went through in that period, I've broken down for myself and learned what I needed to learn from those situations to say, okay, maybe I need to, I need to do this. Maybe I need to adjust that. But right. that was, that was, that's because I was able to be vulnerable. And mm -hmm. now that I'm in a space where I really don't care what people think, you, you, can, you can think about me however you want. I'm comfortable with who I am now yeah. to to not really care about what you what you say. So my ability to be vulnerable now is I I'm peak levels. Like <laughs> I can be I'm I'm okay with being vulnerable and open yeah. and honest that I was wrong about certain things. I I'm okay with doing that. But culturally, we we don't do that. Culturally, mm -hmm. we we shut down and be quiet and, and and just hold it in it's like that's that's not nah and hindsight is always 2020 two things that i took from that um i think that that was an uh, that that was a learning experience for you because again you said like you started dating kind of later on so i'm sure that you were still navigating what that meant to be inside of a relationship and dealing with those insecurities but um a learning point for you and for women as well because we do this is like in the moment whenever you're feeling things when a conversation should be had you don't have it because you don't want to look like you are insecure or you don't want to look crazy but like shit if you're feeling a way you should probably express it so that we can go ahead and hash it out because it was a misunderstanding yeah. and now we can't turn back or we can't fix it because it's too late yeah yeah and and that's one thing that i think that we we definitely have to do is we have to be able to communicate that mm -hmm. communication is the foundation for relationships whatever you're talking about whether it's romantic business friendship whatever it is communication is the foundation that that relationship is built on and if you don't have the proper communication you can't build like you you, you don't know what's going on it's like right. this person's over here doing this and you're over here doing that and this is 
it just counteracts. And we're both probably thinking the other person's doing something they're not doing. And then once we get together, it's like combustion. Yeah. And speaking of combustion, like, you know, you saying that culturally, you know, it's not encouraged to go ahead and open up and talk about it to where you just shut down, hold everything in. And then the one emotion men do um, um, display is anger. So Mm -hmm. then that is the blow up that is the punching of walls and that's the just wilding out and then we're sitting here looking like what the hell Mm -hmm. (laughs) is going Mm -hmm. on it's because you had all these other emotions that weren't talked about and weren't dealt with and now it's anger exactly exactly and that's not something that i want to display if i do have kids that's not something that i want them to see you know my my dad um even though he didn't he didn't express um like frustration and stuff like that on from a personal thing you know uh i can't say he had anger issues uh um while i was growing up but there were there there was a period of time where where there was like he was he had um blood clots one in each lung and Mm. that's something that you don't live through that that's Mm -hmm. something that people they don't even know what happens to you until you get on the autopsy yeah. uh, until you get at that table. And, um, you know, it took, that took him out of work for over a year because he was, mm-hmm. he was working at FedEx and it just, he couldn't do anything for himself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you could see a lot of that stuff building up, building up, building mm-hmm. up through that. And, you know, later down the road, it, it, it would manifest itself in other things. Um, and then also when he uh, had to have a, a bypass surgery, that again, right there at death's door. So a lot of stuff he wasn't able to do for himself, we had to pick up the slack on doing certain things. But you could see the frustration. Because my family, we're we're used to being independent mm-hmm. we're used to doing like i'm used to doing everything i need to do for myself my mm-hmm. sister my brother my parents like we're all built that way so when when we feel like we have to depend on someone else it's very hard and you know that that's one thing that i know that that uh, was an issue for my dad is because he didn't have the ability to do a lot of stuff on his own he could barely walk yeah. to the mailbox, let alone go drive himself to go do whatever. Right. So it was something that, you know, it took a lot. It, that took a lot of time, a lot of energy for everyone to, you know, be okay. But none of us, none of us went to therapy after that. Yeah. So I'm sure everybody got some hidden shit that they need to go ahead and unpack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm sure but, that was tough for, for the family as a whole. For sure. And, but see, that's, again, that's also one, another reason why I don't want to have kids until I deal with all that stuff. Like once I unpack that, then I can mentally prepare myself to have kids. Um, that's going to be a minute. That's going to be a minute. That's a lot of stuff to unpack. And then all of a sudden, that's a lot of money <laughs> for therapy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like insurance only covered that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot. But again, we have to, I think our generation 
is going to set the standard for how this thing goes moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we can't, we can't be this way. We need to be vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable. My God, we need to be vulnerable. We need to be open, honest. We need to um, be in tune with how we feel so that we don't have these outbursts so that we don't uh, uh, act out in certain ways or, or, you know, whatever we can prevent a lot of the things that generations uh, previous to us went through, you know, between being an adult and also having kids like the relationship between parent and child, that can be a much better thing. Um, You know, it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot, but it's, it's foundational. Yeah. And I think this is like the accountability episode for women, but like, Mm -hmm. Um, what I want to say, like what I had to learn with my marriage is like the same way you have to take into account how the guy grew up and what his environment is. We have to take into account for that for, for us as well. So like my dad was not like, he didn't have anger management issues. He wasn't abusive in no way, shape or form. But like I said, he was like a man's man. So the one emotion we did see most of the time is aside from him loving his kids, of course, was Mm -hmm. like when shit got real it was like i'm about to punch a wall and i'm angry or like or i'm gonna elevate my voice so like those things is what i associated with okay this is what feelings are right Mm -hmm. and so what i had to learn in my marriage is damn like 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 appreciate the small wins because my husband also grew up inside of an environment where talking about your emotions is not a like is not really encouraged like you have to have a defense mechanism up because like you live inside of a certain city or whatever and he's Jamaican right he is Jamaican yeah he is Jamaican he grew up in Plainfield on top of that inside of a certain type of neighborhood so like you know he has those two things going for him so like a lot of times I'm like, fuck, like he doesn't have any type of emotions. Like he, he doesn't care or because he's not reacting in a way that I think that he should, then that means that he doesn't care, yeah. but that's not the situation. Yeah. So as women, I think it's important that we, like if we're going to understand our partner, like really understand and really take into consideration how they've grown up and what they've experienced just now, because now we have to unpack 20, 23 plus years yeah. of what was normal to you to now try to get you into a space where you are comfortable and that change doesn't happen overnight right did now when you the example that you saw with your dad was that something that when you were growing up dating or and ultimately when you did get married like was that something that played a factor into it how you saw men I think yes and no, like, because I don't think anybody that I've dated is like my dad. I, I've, I've placed my dad on mm-hmm. this pedestal of pedestals, <laughs> so like no yeah. man could ever. I think I do hold certain expectations, like, okay, for instance, I say, I, I, I did an episode with my dad one time, and I said, I have daddy issues, and my daddy issues isn't like the stereotypical ones the daddy issues for me is that I had a dad who was very present. He was very vocal about how, how, how much he cared for me, how, how much he loved me. And like, he would feed life in, into me. So if a guy doesn't do that, 
or do it the exact same way he did, then I'm like, oh, well, then you don't really like me for real or you don't really care for me for real. And that's not the case. Like people show love and show care differently. Yeah, we all have different love languages. Yes, we all have different love languages. So like, for instance, my husband's not somebody who's very vocal about things, right? And I've told him, like, babe, I wish you were more more vocal about, you know, the fact that um I am still pretty or the fact that you um appreciate things I I I do. So again, he's gone twenty plus years of acting one way and now I'm act now I'm asking him to change or add on to that, right? So when he does do it or when he did do it, I would be like, you don't mean that. Like you fucking said that mad drive, like you didn't have passion behind it or anything. But in retrospect, it was like, no, I have to appreciate it because he's uncomfortable doing it because it's not the norm. So it's not going to come out the way that maybe he intended it to or how I would like to hear it. So I'm starting to appreciate the small wins and appreciate when I see effort is being made. Yeah, and that that's one thing that um I find very interesting. Like we we both sides we put expectations on the other mm-hmm. gender for or our partner, I should say. Um uh, we we put expectations on our partner to do certain things or be a certain way based off of how we want it. Mm-hmm. And not based on how they are. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that to me, I think that's very, very interesting. Um, like, I'm used to being quiet. So like, having to speak about different things is just not unless unless it's something that that one I'm passionate about or two like like it's a part of a specific conversation I'm not really going to really like I'm not jumping in on the conversation I'll, I'll listen but um it's hard for me to just go ahead and just just speak all willy-nilly I, I don't I'm not like that yeah um so that's one thing that I, I guess I'm trying to work on a little bit um but it's kind of hard, it's hard when when you're when you're trying to do different things against your nature. Like it, it mm-hmm. feels very exactly. very weird. It feels it's foreign. It's uncomfortable. Like yeah, you're 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 questioning whether or not you're actually doing it right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just very weird. I, I, I'm and we don't like being in weird situations. We don't mm-hmm. like. Uh, uh, um, something that's different. We like things that are, I guess, that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's very weird, especially for men, um, to have to extend whatever it is they need to extend to show that appreciation or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's very it's very weird very weird and and i like i know for myself i'm very uncomfortable with having to do a lot of things um that i don't want to do i don't i, I like again i, I don't really want to talk good. too much yeah. I, <laughs> so me having to speak and, and speak 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 it's just like you know it's cringy like it's very, yeah. it's, it's very like makes me cringe too much so it's like 
so I think that's one thing I'm trying to, I think I'm trying to do a little better in, but make it fit my personality. Mm-hmm. You know? And then on both sides, like, I think we got to stop. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll speak for me. And the point that I had got to is, um, I have to stop accepting certain behaviors or feeling like I'm not getting what I need and using the excuse of, oh, well, that's just how that person is, right? Because at some point, yes, you have to accept a person for who they're, for who they are. And there's some things that just fundamentally personality wise, like we can't change, but that should not then mean that they're not expected to grow at some point, right? Yeah. You know, and I like to use the caterpillar analogy of like whenever they go go into the cocoon, like the whole uncomfortable feeling is when they know that they have to now leave that certain in environment to grow and to be better. So like growth and change is weird and it feels awkward and it's uncomfortable, but if you put the work in, the outcome is great. Now, do you think that growth is included in so for, for your in your situation like with your husband is him i guess modifying his approach is that something you view as growth or is, yeah. is that something you view as just him being more accommodating i show it as growth because it was a point where he wasn't doing it at all or like to where if we don't agree on something he's just shutting down and we're not talking about it period you know what i'm saying so like even it's him even trying or him making it a point to be expressive about the fact that he um appreciates me doing blah 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 or um appreciating me working hard doing podcasts etc like the fact that he's even vocalizing it i'm like okay this is gross because there was a point where he just wouldn't have said anything okay okay and then and then it's growth too or or even if it is accommodation like i can still appreciate it because there's a lot of shit you know you do inside of a relationship to where you don't really like it like it's not really something you would do but you're doing it off of the strength of you know that your partner would feel good about it so, so I'll take it away. So do you, what what are certain things that women do to accommodate men? Um, Like the girl said inside of her first video, we shut the fuck up. Like a lot of time, like, like, honestly, like, honestly, bro, like there's <laughs> yeah. this situation. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to hold, I'm just going to hold my tongue and i'ma let you have it but once it cools down we are going to address it but i know that right now probably isn't the best time you know what i'm saying so or or in that's in that situation though do you when you have to address something with your husband ladies what's the time frame that you do that in because things that i've experienced it could happen maybe that day could happen maybe the next day but a lot of times it's happened a week or two after when my mind is no longer on that situation. And then I, now I have to address something that I like that happened weeks ago or even maybe a month ago. And it's very, very weird. It's weird. And it's too much. The Aries in me is not going to allow it to fester for too long. Like Mm -hmm. I'll give it, 
nigga like a couple hours <laughs> maybe maybe even a day but i understand that with us it takes us allowing the the situation to calm down hey babe let's let's go light the hookah let's go grab some beers like whatever we need to do to like kind of bring us into a nice peaceful space Mm-hmm. and then and then we talk about it but I don't let things fester for longer than like a day because my husband does that to where he'll hold it in and then when I get mad about something that's his opportunity to now bring up the five things that he's been holding in for the past few months no like we need to address it when it's happening I don't yeah. like it to now build up until now you you don't like this 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 and this yeah, I don't I don't like that either. I, I I try to I don't like when things are swept under the rug at all. Like yeah. I, I like I like being able to address things as soon as possible. There are times when I've had to um I've had to take the day so I can just yeah and then i'll I'll address it um because it's something that i think for me i have to i know for a fact if i'm not in a calm space and all you're like you're going 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 i'm going to respond in a way that i should not respond and that's on both ends because like if you're upset about something a lot of times how you really you're speaking off of like a like an outburst versus mm-hmm. you really taking time to look at the situation as a whole and really figuring out how you feel about it. So a lot of times it is better to just give it some time to say, okay, am I really upset about this or? Yeah, no, I know I'm, I'm definitely upset about it. <laughs> like you said something <laughs> that I'm really yeah, it, over. it's just some, sometimes like like I'll be in that space where I'm just like I I can't. Um, I don't want to give a lot of energy to different things because to me, when I look at the grand scheme of things, this doesn't mean much. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it does need to be addressed, but in the grand scheme of things, this doesn't, this, this isn't going to affect the big picture. But to me though, I, I think also if things go un, unaddressed or unchecked or whatever, you, then you get that explosion and and now it's chaotic you're arguing about three to five different things that have nothing to do with the main argument and that's why I don't like that and then that's like and that's dismissing your partner because now it's turned into the five things you don't like about me when right now we're addressing some shit you did Mm-hmm. And because I chose to speak on it right then and there, now this is your opportunity to now tell me how whack of a person I am, and that's wrong because now we're not even addressing what what we need to. We are right. deflecting from from what we're really here to talk about. Right, right, right. And and I, you know, I I, I uh, I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> well, we're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it alone. Let me just stop. <laughs> Uh, well i think uh good first episode i think we definitely agreed more so than we disagreed so yeah that's that's a good start yeah you know what i what 
people probably don't understand. I'm actually, uh, I'm in, I understand the, the female perspective a little more than um, a lot of guys that I grew up around. Mm-hmm. So it's been easy for me to be okay with, just let it go. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> I get you, queen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I'm okay. Like, I don't need to fight for my position to be right. To me, that's petty. Yeah. That's, that's childish. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, it doesn't produce anything well. So it's just kind of, it just makes no sense. But I think with this show, it's, it's good to have that perspective from, from the female and male view, uh, point of view. So I'm excited. Sure. Because uh, we have a lot of stuff to cover, and so this is gonna be a good show. So our what turned into like a practice run um, last night, we need to release that as like a bonus episode because there was a lot more dysfunction in that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that <laughs> that eye to eye on that at all. Uh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll release that as a bonus. Yeah, we will. Lit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, everybody, make sure that you subscribe to us on um, YouTube. Make sure that you follow all of our mini podcasts. We talk about sports, we talk about wrestling, we talk about life, love, and all that good stuff. Movies, yeah. films, everything. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Nina Soul, N-I-I-N-A-S-O-L. You can follow Derek at Derek, D-E-R-R-I-C-K underscore O-T-S. That's the only way to spell Derek. And also at O-T-S guys. So follow yeah. the social medias for um, uh, first for O-T-S and, and visit the website otsguys.com. You can check out all of our podcasts through that, that uh, platform as well. And as well, you can also find us on Jesus, YouTube, Apple Everywhere. Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Six Families Radio, Tune In. Uh, we'll be on Amazon pretty soon as well. So we make him move. We make him okay. money moves. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. Until next time, Venus and Mars.